Hello and welcome to my podcast with me, Daniel Johnson, and this is Best Thing. Each week we talk to a new guest talking about the best things in their life, from TV and film to food to travel to music and something random of their choosing. This week's guest is the wonderful Joe Amara. Now you may know Joe for being the lead singer in S Club 7. She's been touring all over the world and she's absolutely got some amazing stories to tell. I can't wait to interview her. Recently Joe has been doing duets on her social media platforms. so if you want to see them they'll be in the links below. As always we've got Adam Harris's Fat Chicken so make sure you stay with us to the end of the podcast and Bethia Beats bring us the best in brand new music. So however you you're listening to this. Enjoy. Next up, Adam Harris's Fat Chicken and interview with Joe Amara. Hey guys, it's me, Adam, the Fat Chicken, doing your fact checking service for you. Um, some people think Bruno Mars is that guy's real name. Um, is it? Is that his real name? I don't know. Find out at the end of the podcast. <laughs> You look amazing already. I know that people can't see what you look like, but you do look amazing. Um, how have you been? Uh, what's been going on in this time? Have you have you learned anything new about yourself having to stay in for so long? Because now we've got a bit of freedom now. It's a bit easier. But have you learned anything new about yourself? I think I've probably learned I don't actually like time off as much as what I thought I did. Because <laughs> obviously when I'm away and I'm working, I'm always like, oh, I just want to be at home and have more time off. Um, but I've had quite a lot of that now, so... Yeah. yeah, it it is weird. I mean, when you when you work in the entertainment industry and you know you get out there and you play gigs and you sing and you have an audience, I think we've just taken it for granted, don't we? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I can't wait to get back. You know, but I don't know when that's going to be because obviously for singers it's um it's a little bit tricky for us at the minute. Well, thank you so much for doing my podcast, Best Thing. Uh, like I said, as always, we talk about the best things in your life, and mm. we're going to start with food, Joe. Oh. Have you been like making that. it? Have you been doing bread? Everyone's been doing bread. I've not no. done any bread. Do you know what? I'm actually very, very spoiled because my best friend um, lives next door, but we've sort of isolated together throughout this nice. whole period. And she's a fantastic chef who loves cooking. So if I'm being completely honest, I've not even cooked a bean. <laughs> I've not. <laughs> I'm, I'm so jealous of you. I know, I mean, I'm... Everyone's very jealous. I've got literally a very good chef. Oh, look, you can name check her as well. Go on, give her a... What's oh, her, her name? name is Cindy. She gets oh. very shy. She doesn't usually like to be name checked. Right. Okay. So when it, when it comes to food, um, have you been doing takeaways or is literally Cindy just feeding you this whole time? Cindy's just been feeding me the whole time. <laughs> but the worst thing was, because we had our birthdays in lockdown and um, she wanted like this, you know, like the bread makers, but they do the cakes as well. Yeah, so, yeah she's, she went through a little bit of a phase of baking too many cakes and we've had to sort of knock it on the head because it's not good to come out of lockdown looking like a Madeira. Yeah, it so. is pretty tough, actually. I've, I've tried to do a bit of a fitness regime like every day. And uh, when it's warm, it's fine. And when it's raining, it's not so fun. But uh, it's one of those things that I'm not doing as much exercise as I used to. So I've had to ramp up because I started eating more food. Right. See, now I've re- I've reversed it because I can't stand the gym. I hate training. I hate working Same. out. Same. I really don't like it. But I have been doing just a little bit of something every day, which I've never done before. So that's 
better than nothing. A little bit of something is better than a whole lot of nothing. So That is very true. There you go. Wise words from Joe there. Um, <laughs> so when it comes to food, can you remember being taking you right back to being, you know, a kid? What are those sort of food things that you loved? What do you well, like? Well, as a kid? Yeah. Cheese and cucumber sandwiches. That's pretty much all I wanted to eat when I was little. And jacket potatoes, cheese and beans. I was very easily oh. pleased. That sounds like a classic food. Do you still eat those things now? Yeah. When they, when they do come out, you're like, oh, I love this. Yeah, that's the only sort of filling I actually really like in a sandwich is cheese and cucumber with a bit of salt and a bit of black pepper. Winner. That sounds, I think yeah. that's what my, that's my lunch sorted. Thanks. I, yeah, I, think I don't like fancy <laughs> fillings. They started getting all fancy, didn't they? With they the did. Fillings, like cranberries yeah. and all this stuff in it. No, yeah. just cheese and cucumber. Choosing cucumber all yeah. the way. Um, it's it's funny when it comes to food. I think you know when we're kids, we kind of only kind of like one kind of food, and then we kind of sort of grow up a little bit, and then we start discovering foods. Is there any food that you've sort of discovered that you never ate before that now you do eat? Olives. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I olives. knew you were going to say that. Do you know, what, I think what... that becomes with like maturity. It does. I think like it changes as you get older <laughs> because like. Olives, when I was younger, I thought, oh, no, I couldn't eat them. But now I do like a, an olive, but only the green ones. Did the olive things come for This is normally why people start liking olives. T- two ways. Going on holiday and having olives or going to Nando's. I think they're the two places that people eat olives. <laughs> yeah, probably being on holiday when you get the little pot of olives with the little worm cocktail stick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's true. I, I remember being in Italy and uh, I wouldn't eat olives. And I, I was like, oh, no. And then the only thing that was on the table and I got to the restaurant and I was starving was just olives. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to eat these. And then after a while, I'd now well, love olives. You know what? Especially the ones that are stuffed oh, with don't. pimentos and garlic. See, you said you didn't like posh stuff. Now look at you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that is quite posh, ain't it? Um, <laughs> Is there any food that you don't like? Uh, I don't. I don't eat meat. I'm a vegetarian, oh. so um, yeah, meat is off the menu for me. How long have you been a uh, veggie? Um, probably must be getting on for eleven, twelve years. And what was the reason for it? Can you remember? Just, I just, I'm a big, massive animal lover, and I didn't like the way that it was done. And I, I watched this program. Like it was always in my mind to do it, but I never actually achieved it. And then I see one program called Kill It, Cook It, Eat It. Yeah. And, you know, they named the, the sheep, and they named the cow. And I was like, oh, no, it's wrong. And it upset me. So, and I never touched it since. I'm a pescatarian myself. So I do eat oh, okay. occasional fish, but I, I haven't done meat for only a year. Um, but I'm kind of quite similar on that one as well. Yeah. Once you see how it's done, you're like a bit. Like, uh, if I actually had my own farm and did it myself, I'd be like, okay, maybe. But when we just mm. mass produce it, maybe it's a bit, it's not great. Yeah. Um, so food-wise, yeah. what are your go-tos? What is the food that Cindy's making for you that you're loving? But what are your kind of go-tos? You're like, yes, that's what I love. Oh, okay. Um, Obviously a roast. Yep. Everyone's got to love a roast dinner. Um, I do love Indian food. It's probably one of my favorite, that's my favorite takeaway food. Do you go for the same thing every single time? Because that's what I do. I have like a mock-up on my Just Eat page and I just press click and it's like, you ordered this last time. I'm like, click. Yeah, I'm exactly, exactly the same. And then sometimes I try and do something really different and then I think I should have just stuck with what I know because that was rotten. 
<laughs> it's what it's so bad if you're hungry and you order takeaway and you go i'm gonna do something different this time and then it's not nice you're like i'm still hungry yeah, that's, no, like that's when you don't do it you don't order something that you've never tried before when you're hungry because you just end up nasty and twisted because you didn't get what you wanted to get uh joe what would you say is the best thing when it comes to food well eating it basically <laughs> <laughs> i just i do i love food I love food too much. I have to sort of like curb it because I can get a little bit carried away sometimes. So, and especially like where you're not. But do you know what? Where I've been just sort of like still singing on the Instagram and stuff, I've still mm. had to sort of half watch what I'm doing. But I think if I was just literally hidden away, it would be a terrible situation because I would literally just be eating the whole time. I love that. Um, <laughs> Joe's best thing when it comes to food is eating it. I think that's fair. Yeah, that's good. I like that. That's the only time we've had that question, that answer. I love it. Um, next up, we're going to be talking travel. So, Joe, travel. Are you well travelled? Have you been all over the world? Pretty much. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I've been a lot of places. Definitely. Obviously, because of being in S Club Seven. We uh, we travelled all over the world all the time. So it's it's funny when uh, when people travel all over the world, and we kind of take it for granted because it's kind of relatively a newish thing that we can kind of do for like our generation generation before. Do you do any staycations? Anything like local? Like go down to Cornwall or Bournemouth or anything like that? Oh, I love yeah. Cornwall is absolutely beautiful, isn't it? We went we went there about five or six years ago. And it was like really sunny and really lovely, and the sea was really blue. Like it's it's very underrated, old Cornwall. It is beautiful. It's just really far away if you don't it live is, anywhere yeah, near it. It is a long way away, <laughs> but it's closer than Australia. Did you go anywhere as a kid? Where was your holiday destinations when you went when you were younger? Um, when I was little, it was Wimp Butlins. Of course, standard. Yeah. Which one did you go to? Uh... We used to go to Bognor. Oh, no, yeah. yeah, and that was like back in the old days, it was like the donkey derbies were still going and they had talent competitions and they had like beauty pageants and I actually won a beauty pageant. Yay! <laughs> I was only about seven. <laughs> I was so pleased. The only beauty pageant I've ever won, I came second and it was in Monopoly. So it doesn't oh. really count. Does it? <laughs> no. No, Why do they have that card in Monopoly? You've won second prize in a beauty contest. I know. You just feel rubbish about yourself already. It's exactly. It's, it's not setting a good example for the kids, is it? <laughs> Second's fine. I don't mind. You're giving them issues before they've even started out in life. Exactly. Um, <laughs> when it comes to uh, holidays and stuff, is there anywhere you've not been that you really want to go to? Do you know what? I would, I've never been to like the Caribbean. Wow. No, I haven't. I'd love to go there. It is absolutely beautiful, like yeah, all those Caribbean islands. Anywhere in the Caribbean I would like to go. Um, but everywhere else, I've pretty much, I'm trying to think, because I've been to so many places, I'd probably just say, yeah, the Caribbean, I'd like to go there for a holiday. I think we'll put that on the checklist for you. We can get that sorted. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I can't. I can't get it sorted at all, but I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> We might get a new sponsor. You never know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when, when you know, going up to all these destinations, obviously you're in the band and you're traveling and stuff. Did you get an opportunity to see many of these places or was no. it kind of in out? 
it literally, yeah, we we sort of like went all over the world, but no, we did we didn't see it because there wasn't time. The only places that we ever really did see because we would be there for like six months of the year would be America because okay. we were filming the TV shows over there. But if we was like, I don't know, like in Asia or somewhere promoting, it would literally just be airport, hotel, TV studio, gig, fly home. So. I mean, that's pretty tough, isn't it? When you when you're going to all these destinations and everyone's like, "Oh wow, you're so you're so lucky to travel everywhere," and you're like, "Hmm." Yeah, I know. <laughs> you just feel like going, "Oh." <laughs> no, I mean, okay. When it comes to audiences, where would you say is some of the best audiences you've kind of um, you've been to and, and the reactions you've got? Uh, New Zealand is a great place. For like the fans are crazy in New Zealand, Australia. They've got good fans. Do you know what? S Club Seven was so sort of like all over the place mm-hmm. that we've we've been very lucky to have a lot of fans all over the world. So wherever we've been to perform, they've always turned out and been fantastic. Where is for you the best place that you've travelled to, or you know the best place for you? Uh, and we've had so many different answers on this. We've had even London because you know people have not been able to just go and travel to really central little places that they used to go to all the time. Mm. You know, for songwriting stuff. Where for you is your kind of best place to travel to? Do you know the best place that I ever went to was Chile. Oh, why? What? What's in Chile? It, I've not been. Oh, it's just so breathtaking and beautiful that you just have to see it. It's just so lovely. And um, they actually gave, because we went there, and then they gave me a big, like, encyclopedia book because I liked it so much. And it's just a place to go where everything you look at, like the waterfalls, you're just like, wow, and the greenery, you're like, wow. It's just just a nice place to go. So I would definitely suggest to people to give it a go. Oh, it's on my, I'm, I'm running it down now. It's on my checklist. I've not been to Chile. I've not actually done South America, to be honest. I've not done Brazil or Chile or Argentina. I feel like there's places I really, you really need, need to, go. to go. Yeah, definitely. It's really nice. And and did you go there on holiday? Or are you performing there? Or was, work. Yeah. Work. <laughs> yeah, work. How are the audiences? Because when I've seen people perform in South America, they are pretty full on, like, loving you. Yeah, it, they're pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. But that's what you want. Of course, yeah. that's what you want. Of course, that's, that's what, what it's you want. all about. So, I'm going to say for Joe, uh, the best thing about travel for you, I'm going to go with Chile with mm-hmm. like a little hashtag over the tide of it. Maybe uh, um, New Zealand for the audience as well. Yeah, great. I think that's quite good. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking film and TV. Joe, film and TV. You've been watching a lot of film and TV? I've been watching quite a lot, yeah, in the evenings. Yes. Quite well, there's not really <laughs> been much else to do, is there, really? <laughs> I think it's uh I think that those TV companies have done pretty well. Now I think they might be running out of stuff, so they have to go quickly film some new bits of bobs. But they've been playing like they've been playing like old bits of stuff, like old football games and stuff like that, which have been quite funny. I've been laughing. <laughs> I know, they're like. playing old EastEnders things now. That's made me so upset oh no have they stopped it yeah these they've done they're, what they're doing now is they're just doing like um interviews with right. the characters about their storylines and stuff so but they've gone as far as they could go because they yeah. filmed everything and then that's it yeah oh. and it doesn't look like they're doing like the lockdown episodes like emmerdale's doing okay you're all over the soap you know where what's going on i don't um, know i'm like sharon so- marshall me <laughs> 
<laughs> she knows everything about the soaps. It's crazy. Yes, How does she have all the time? Well. <laughs> um, okay, so for for you, are you more of a TV person or you're more of a film person? Do you like go to cinema back, you know? No. Oh. I'm not. I'm, do you know what? I'm not really massive into f- actual films. I've mm-hmm. got to really be in the mood to watch one. I'm more into dramas or documentaries, things like that. It because I I get bored quite quick if it's a film, and if it don't grab me within literally the first five minutes, it's gone. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, uh, I'm a weird film buff, so I think I've seen so many films. It's a bit, yeah. And I'm watching loads of stuff. Are you watch? Have you watched Last Dance on Netflix with the Michael Jordan um, documentary? No, not yet. I've not watched. It's pretty that yet. good. Yeah, it's pretty I am. Good. I'm a I bit behind that one. I watched the Garth Brooks one the other night. That was, How was that? Really good. Yeah, he cries a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, he's very emotional. Ah, oh. very emotional, but very. That's very why he writes good. good songs. I feel that's why yeah, that emotion is coming through. Because it's just nice to know how like other artists sort of like learn their craft, and so I like stuff like that. So I watched that. I watched uh, one on Lenny Kravitz the other day. Um, I think it was on Sky Arts, and wow, I like I knew you know he was a performer. I knew he was you know pretty he's good. Amazing, but eh? He was he was a joke. I couldn't believe like how methodical it was and actually a little similar to Michael Jordan in the last dance documentary of just what perfectionist people are. Like, are you kind of a perfectionist, you know, in, yeah. in life? Yeah. Yeah. If I'm in the studio and I'm recording, I am my worst critic. Like everything has to be perfect. Otherwise <laughs> it will, there's a bit on the end of never had a dream come true. And when I listen to the song, it, agitates me every single time it comes on and it's literally the very last note it's not funny it's the last last note it's not quite how I wanted it to go but we were literally running out of time and we had to get out of there so they just went with that and it's haunted me ever since okay well maybe never listen to the last bit just fade it out have a fade out is the best way yeah. <laughs> um, the question that I've been asking because people have been saying the same TV show um, have you watched Tiger King? no Oh, you know it's on the TikTok. I know the whole thing about Carol Baskin. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's about as much as I know about the Tiger King is the TikTok dance. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it, I like you said you like a documentary. You a crime documentary sort of fan? What, what love are you going crime, with? Yeah. yeah, massive massive crime documentary fan. Um, yeah, anything the site real life or a little bit gritty or. Sometimes even like a bit morbid. I just like like getting in the minds of serial killers and things like that. It's just interesting. So there I are... stay up late. I can sometimes stay up really late because I'm just being engrossed in in a documentary about something. So yeah, I'd say crime documentaries, true life music ones. That's probably the what I watch the most. When you're a child, were you brought up on films? Did you watch those Disney classics and know all the words and stuff? No, there's films that I've never seen in my whole life. I've watched Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. <laughs> I don't, you know, and I swear this is true. I don't think I've ever watched Mary Poppins. Uh oh, you've no. got to, you have to watch it. It's such. I you mean, know, it like is a weird thing. Ones that yeah. they play. You missed them. I've, I've never watched Oliver. Okay, I mean, it just doesn't that's really fair. interest me. I think it obviously never really interested me as a kid either to watch films. But maybe Aladdin and Lion King are probably never seen most... them either. Okay, right, Joe, I'm coming around your house. I'm getting a DVD. I'm dusting down the DVD player. We're going to sit through like seven hours of... <laughs> yeah, no. Do you know what the Lion King said, though, as well, ain't it? Yeah. Well, there you go. 
It is. I mean, is it? Yeah, it's probably one of the saddest. Bambi is probably the saddest of all the Disney movies. You know what I couldn't watch when I was little? Lassie. Do you remember Lassie? (laughs) I do remember Lassie. My my mum and dad used to literally turn it off because I'd be sitting there just like sobbing. You know that cry where you go, (laughs) and you can't even breathe. I was banned from watching it in the end. So Uh, (laughs) I'm going to let you know that um, Joe's best thing is not Lassie when it comes to TV and film. Yeah. I'm kind of guessing right on this one, but what, just what you're saying, a lot of people have said this. They're loving a crime documentary, and I think yeah. that's probably what Joe's best thing is, is. Is is that right? Yeah, definitely. Crime documentaries um, all the way. Yeah, yeah, for me too, because I like them all folding and finding out the reasons why people are like this. Because there's not there's not loads of people, thank goodness, that are like that. So when there is, and they write a story about them and, and they tell their real life, there's so many facets and different exactly. ideas and reasons and do you know it. what else is fantastic that i'm watching cold cases oh what's that on cold case on netflix oh i haven't heard of that that's really good it's okay, like right. like from murders from years ago and then the investigators go back in and reopen the case because of all the dna and all the stuff that yeah we can do now they catch him can you imagine that you did something like 50 years ago and you're like, aha, and then all of a sudden they're like, nope. It, yeah, it happens. It happens because they got one the other day and the guy I think was something like 76 and he's got caught. Oh, there you go. Can't get away of it ever. So Joe's uh, best thing when it comes to film and TV is crime documentaries. Uh, next up, can't wait for this. We're going to be talking music. Yeah, yeah. Hi everyone, it's Bethia from Bethia's Beats. My chosen artist for this week is the very talented Bethany Davey. Her sound will be described as real life authentic pop shaped with heavy bass lines and EDM vibes. Um, She's very recently released her latest single, Falling Down. It highlights the struggle of trying to make it in the music industry and how it can have a draining effect on your mental health and self-esteem. Here's a snippet of it playing in the background. To listen to the full song, it will be played at the end of the podcast, along with all the details of Bethany's social media and where to find the song, and they will be linked below. Thank you very much, and see you next time. Till I make it Should I fake it I can't take it Joe best thing to do with music i mean we could be here all day who are some of your favorites um that are who are you listening to right now what sort of music are you listening to now so i I still listen to sort of like the oldies if i put the music on like i've got my sort of like playlists but it'd be like doing leaper and you know like the more current like taylor swift she's very good as well but she's got a documentary out she's got a documentary out does yeah it's good it does i like Old, old music. I've got an old soul when it comes to music. So, yeah, Karen Carpenter was my one, definitely. I mean, can you remember when you were sort of growing up and the music that was in your household, you know, what you were listening to? What what was what was going on? What sort of music was were your parents playing? Um, my parents were playing Frank. I think everyone's parents were playing Frank Sinatra mm-hmm. and Perry <laughs> Como. It was all like Patsy Cline and... Just like Brendan Lee, Connie Francis, like just all old time singers. And my mum absolutely loved a singer called Rosemary, who was an Irish singer. She was very good. So it was sort of like a very old style of music. I grew up. And it, it stayed with me ever since because they're the sort of songs and the music that I love still now. 
they're classics and i think that those sort of classics never sort of go away and you could play them now to kids and they'll be like oh this is this is different like Ooh. but it's not it's just it still works now it's not too i think back then you can overproduce stuff it just like get in there do one take get out <laughs> exactly well that's how i like to be in the studio anyway literally one <laughs> take in out done I mean, I wish I was the same. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so when you found your voice, how old were you when you realised you could sing? I was twelve. Yeah, on a karaoke, literally, um, and I sung the locomotion in tune. <laughs> Random as that, got a clap and thought, "Wow, that's good." And it literally went on from there. So I started doing karaoke's twice a week, on a Thursday and a Sunday, and then it went into doing talent competitions. And then it just spiralled and went on from there. So I'd done that for quite long. Then I left school. I left school early to turn professional. And then I started the pub and club circuit and would travel all over the place gigging. That is grounding because I've done the same. Mm. And I tell you what, when you get a sing in a pub for a load of people that don't care about you, until you may open your mouth and sing something that they like, yeah. it's tough going, isn't it? It is, yeah, it is. But do you know what? I think that that's... You're doing your apprenticeship for what you want to go on to do. It's like work experience, I suppose, in a way. You, yeah, learn, you're paying... you learn your craft. You learn how to handle a crowd, how to learn the heck, like deal with hecklers, or you just learn the whole thing, don't you? I think that that's the best way to learn is to get into the pub scene and do it because they 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 can be a tough crowd. Yes, they can. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no sugar coating having to do those gigs and no. stuff. And uh, I haven't. Actually, I did one just uh, at Christmas and uh, my friend's band were playing at a pub just down the road from me called The Ball and uh, they were just loving it. And, and it's funny, when you get an audience they just and it just embraces you, or actually at the beginning they don't care, but at the end they're like, sweet, sweet, yeah, it's really rewarding, ain't it? Yeah, and also you know how to work any crowd from that crowd. Yes. You know what I mean? As soon as you, as soon as that happens. Uh, live music wise, um, obviously you've played live so many times, but do you get a chance to go to concerts and who have you seen? Concert wise, um, I went to see Michael Jackson. Oh, which was, which tour? Can you remember? Was, yeah, yeah, it was the history tour. Yeah, so uh, 1996, 97. We'll fact yeah. check that, don't worry about that. The Michael Jackson History World Tour started on September 7th, 1996 and ended on October 15th, 1997. Yeah, it was, that was absolutely incredible. Um, I've not, do you know what, I've not been to loads and loads of concerts though. I've uh, any reason or just, you just didn't, I'm never had time? I'm very good at being in like big crowds of people. I, I get claustrophobic and aggy, so I don't <laughs> like that. Um <laughs> Also, when you're a performer, you're kind of used to just having space, and so it's fine. But when you go to a concert, you're like, oh, there's so many people here. Yeah, it's quite overwhelming sometimes. It is. So it I've is. not been to that many, but the, the Michael Jackson one is the only one I needed to go to anyway. Oh, and I'll tell you who else I went to go and see. I'll tell a lie. It was Beyonce and Jay-Z. Oh. oh, my God. How was that? Yeah. Unbelievable. Very yeah, good. I I think no matter how many people around you, if you really want to see the people on stage, you seem not to care. Yeah, exactly. So they're, they're, I, think, I think they might be the only two I've actually been to proper, like, proper concerts. How many gigs would you say that you've played in your lifetime? Could you even put a number on it? I don't think I could, no. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Thousands. You, you played all over the world. You had number one uh, songs um, and 
you know, I said this before, just before we were talking, that I'm super happy to be able to have you on the podcast because I just thought you were a game changer. Your voice just, I literally was like the voice of a of a generation. It it really was. There were so many songs. There were so many songs that just li- literally were part of everyone's DNA, of, especially of my lifetime. And I wanted to be in a boy band and I was watching like You and Blue and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, I want to do that so much. And I have to say, without people and bands like you, I wouldn't have got close to, you know, gone on and, and done, you know, X Factor and stuff like that. Because You was think- absolutely phenomenal though he was it was absolutely it was so so good and even Simon said it was the best audition and he was right it was you were brilliant that's very so I think when it comes to that situation I don't really talk about it too many times because it's it's sometimes you know when you see yourself back you're like oh is that me um I think the main reason that that audition happened the way it happened for many reasons but is because I'd played so many pubs and clubs and old people's homes and stuff like that. So as soon as you get an audience, I always think that my performance is actually nothing to do with me. It's only to do with the people in front of me that enjoy it. Mm. And I think that that's what you, you, when you're, when you're doing, when you're singing and I've seen you live as well, but you literally vibe off the audience. And I think it's because of the groundwork you put on at the beginning. When did you come, when, where have you seen us live before? I think you played in Reading. I saw you when you were doing your S-Cub uh, 3 stuff. And what? I think I'm, yeah, Why did you, you do. Say hi? Uh, because I was too embarrassed. <laughs> just oh, in case you're, you're like, really. I know it's so funny, isn't it? Really? Oh, you're so cute. Well, next uh, time you'll have to come and, and say hello. A hundred percent. No, you won't get me away now. You have to bat me. You're like, um, not Daniel, not security. <laughs> get Dan away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when it comes to music, um, what would you say is the best thing for you when it's uh, when it comes to music, Joe? Do you know, I think the best thing about music is the emotion of it, like whatever, like if you want something to make you really get up and dance, music I think is the key to life because it can make you feel every single emotion. And I think that's what everyone needs, isn't it? I think music is such a big part in everybody's life and um, we all need it. We really do. And I think it's one of the first things you remember and it's one of the last things you remember as well in life. And I think that apparently it, it makes things so much easier to learn languages and to learn educational stuff and, and numbers and stuff like that so yeah. I think that you know people will just go oh you're just doing that dream again or you know maybe have yeah. another idea or something actually it's so important that people have you know that in their life exactly and I'm so so excited because finally I'm allowed to go back in the studio because I have an album coming out Woo-hoo! in <laughs> September hopefully fingers crossed we're looking at September, so I'm very, very excited to get right in again and get that. I'm going. excited too. Amazing, Ooh. cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get talking about that. I'll make sure I plug all that right at the end. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking something random. Joe. Something random. <laughs> um, loads of people have done so many different things on this uh, subject, but uh, where are you going to go with this? So, uh, what is the best thing when it comes to something random for Joe? Um, something random is my little cat. Oh, my little dusty cat. I rescued her. I only where well, I was literally went to go and get my car serviced, and she was just running around, and I literally picked her up and brought her home with me because she no, was. You, just, you stole someone else's cat. Is this, is no, no, she was a little, she was a little stray cat. So I brought her oh. home, and she just brings me joy every day. Every time I look at her, I just think, oh, she's such a little sweetheart. Do you, do you know how old she is? 
I've got no idea. No, she was a baby. I know that she's a baby, but um, I, I can't actually say exactly how old that she is. And how long have you had her? Um, two years. Okay. I've so had you... her for. Yes. She's uh, what's her name? Part. What's her name? Peggy Sue. <laughs> and I actually sing Peggy Sue to her. <laughs> she likes it. Why, why do you call her Peggy Sue? I don't know. It's cute. It is and cute. And I can sing it to her and it makes her feel happy. Do you have to say the whole name when you're outside like, Peggy Sue? Yeah, literally like, Peggy Sue! It's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh, there's that Joe out again trying to look for Peggy Sue. She's yeah, exactly. Just Hopefully like, they know you've got a cat. You're not just calling someone Peggy well, Sue. Well, yeah, just a random, literally. Have you, have you always been like an animal person? Has, has animals always been in your life or? Always been an animal lover, yep. Ever since I can remember. Always grew up with animals in the house. Always been passionate about the um, the well-being of animals, really. Just yeah, and also like I, I worked in a pet shop when I was younger, and I loved selling all like the, the pet food, and that was one of my favourite jobs ever. And then I just always loved them. Yeah, I just think that they're so innocent, and I think that so many wicked things can happen to them, and what goes on in certain places, like with this Yulin and stuff. You know, it's just barbaric. It's wrong. It needs to be stopped. So wherever I can sort of like sign a petition or or retweet a tweet or whatever, I always will because I think we've got to be their little voices, don't we? We really do, and, and people like um, Ricky Gervais and stuff like exactly. that. He very quite, yeah, he puts quite scary images up. But do you know what? Actually, you need to see it for you yeah. actually exactly. for it to mean anything to you. Exactly. So I'm quite passionate about that. So that's why uh, the animals thing was my random. Being 2020, kind of a bit of a write-off year, but I think we've learned a lot about ourselves. Just having Peggy Sue and myself with Darcy and stuff like that, I feel that animals are really so good for mental health completely yeah I think that is 100% right because you know they they just sort of calm you down don't they they just make you feel better they just got an ability to do that I think that they're amazing also they don't talk back so you can't get as annoyed with them exactly I can't be screamed at by Peggy Sue I mean, it, it, I think that when it when it comes to animals and it comes to sort of well-being and, and I, I've been to a lot of like animal shelters and stuff like that. And I think that people do forget that actually having a dog or having a cat is quite hard work. It's not easy, is it? Well, I think a cat's a lot easier than a dog mm-hmm. because cats are quite independent. She sort of like lets herself out and in and if you put biscuits down, she can feed herself really. But um, because of my job and being away so much, I can't obviously have a dog because it's not fair on the dog and it's not the right time. But definitely one day I would like to be rescuing, rescuing a few little dogs of my own. Have you got any uh, breeds that you like? What, what what dogs would you go for? I like all, I like all, any dogs. You know, I'd probably go for like the, the most strangest looking ones, you know, like the really ugly ones that have got like not a tooth or like one eye or like, you know, no towel, like just the ones that, no you're going for the one that, yeah, you're the ones that don't get picked is what you're going yeah. for. Yeah. Oh, Joe, you're so sweet. I like that. <laughs> Good. I mean, that's, that, and that's what I like about this category of that. We never know what anyone's going to say. Um, and, and I'll leave it out there for it to be random <laughs> because we've had, like I said, we've had so many different uh, sort of things of like Greek mythology and we've had crime documentaries like you liked with your uh, film and TV. Mm-hmm. And now we've got your cat, Peggy Sue. Yeah. There you go. What a treat. <laughs> 
Joe, what's going on? What's happening next? You did say that you're going to be back in the studio recording an album. That's awesome. Do, do you have a name? Can we can we get a, an exclusive? Oh, do you know what? There is no name yet. No, it's all to be decided. But um, I start back in the studio on Monday, um, get my little pen and paper out, get writing, and we will see what happens from there. You know, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so happy to be signed again and be back out there doing it. And that's, I think I think it's well deserved to be honest because your voice needs to be heard. Are you are you a songwriter? Do you write all your own stuff? Would you get a bit of help, co-writes and stuff? Co- as well? Yeah, more the co-writing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like to do the co-writing side of it because I can't play an instrument, which is always a bit of a, a letdown. I let myself down there. I should have learned how to play a guitar or the piano when I was younger. But I see, do. I don't play an instrument either, and I think about it in two ways. One, um, I help the economy by hiring a uh, piano player or guitarist, so that's a good thing yeah and secondly if i could play guitar piano like really well i would might write some really terrible songs because there's no because if i don't have anyone to collaborate with when i'm writing the lyrics i'm exactly the same i don't know what i'd be writing about if i didn't have help i'm sort of like go ski with i'm exactly the same i'm exactly the same where can people find you on your social media platforms what are your handle names can you remember off your top of your head so it's Joe underscore O'Mara for my Instagram. Right. It's just at Joe O'Mara for Twitter. And then it's Joe O'Mara again for TikTok. Um, and I've also got a YouTube channel as well. Look at that. You've been also doing duets. I have. Do you know what? They, well, that all started out because of the NHS. They, A nurse from the, the Rotherham Hospital got in contact with me and said that, they were feeling really low and would I sing a song to cheer them up? So I did. And it become like an every Thursday thing. Every Thursday I'd sing a song, we would go out, do the clap, then I'd come in, do a song, and then upload it on the Instagram for, for all the NHS key workers and healthcare. And I've done a few little collabs on there. The last one I've done was with uh, Kevin Sim. We mm-hmm. done You and the Beast. And the next one will be with you. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna sort this out. We're gonna work it out. I love Kevin Sim as well. Liberty X. Um, <laughs> he's so good. He's so good. Uh, well, thank you so much for doing this podcast. You're absolutely amazing. I can't wait to see and hear your new album that you're gonna thank be doing which, uh, sometime in 2021. Back on tour as well. You're gonna be back on tour back next on, year. Yes, as soon as the album's done, um, I'll be taking it out on the road. Uh, amazing we'll have all the information in the links below so people can click on there Jeremy you are absolutely awesome thank you so much thanks for having me my darling anytime and we'll be duetting soon we'll work out I'll write down some ideas for some songs perfect thank you so much to our wonderful guest today Joe Amara from Escub 7 such a treat Thank you so much to Adam Harris, keeping us all fact-checked with his fact-checking. And thank you so much to Bethia Beats, bringing us the best in brand new music. Now, we couldn't do any of this without our wonderful producer, yes, Mr. Professor Ollie. The music in the background was written by myself, Tom Baxter, and Jimmy Lundy. The artwork for Best Thing was created by JMD. Don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast. Why not give it a lovely review and even tell a friend? Next up, Bethia Beats Choice of the Week, and this is Bethany Davy and Falling Down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Stay alone, uh, amen.
Am I too tough? Why am I always reaching so far from myself? Should I fake it till I make it? Should I fake it? I can't take it. All I really want is to feel okay. Deafened by the sound of what people say. Forever alone in my bed again. I'm falling down. I'm falling down. I'm falling down. All I really want is to feel okay. I'm falling down. Wake up feeling down. Wake up down. Get up down. This is how it's always been. Yeah. Tell me what it's like to have it all, never to fall, and never find a fault in the way that you are. Yeah. Should I fake it till I make it? Should I fake it? I can't take it. All I really want is to feel. this far um into the podcast it's adam the fat chicken um is bruno mars that singer's real name no it's not it's peter jean hernandez that's why i changed it see you next time <laughs>